Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he overcame? Because he overcome, that means you are. Woo! Isn't that something? Hallelujah. Uh, if you would, open up your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to start there and then go some other places, but we'll end up finishing there. Um, I, I, I love that. Uh, I love all those worship songs, but I like that last one especially. You know, we need to see Jesus exactly where he is, exalted, high, and lifted up. We need to see him saying, it is finished. You know, and if we can trust in that and believe in that, uh, you and I will be in a place uh, that he, we were destined to be a place of victory, a place of security, a place of, uh, uh, of being able to fulfill the destiny that was written before the foundation of the world for our lives. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. I think it was very timely that he ended with that uh, particular worship song with what's on my heart tonight. I want to talk to you tonight about keep keeping on. Keep keeping on. Uh, and uh, But before we do that, I, I want you to do something with me. And you say, well, it sounds silly, but I want you to do it as an act of faith. Um, you know, we've all seen on the news, we've watched where when the, all the nations of the world come together, the United Nations, and, and you've got uh, everybody uh, speaking different languages and so forth. But every one of them, they reach out and they grab those little headphones and they stick them on. And when they stick on those headphones, it doesn't matter who's talking. They all hear what's being said in their own language. And, and, the, and, and I'm not just doing this, I'm doing it for a reason. Because tonight when th- this particular message, I feel like I'm being pulled in about 400 different ways. And so it, 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 as, as you hear this in one way, somebody else is going to hear it in a completely different way. But the only way you're going to be able to hear it is by faith. Let's reach out and let's grab the headphones of the Holy Ghost. And let's put them on. And see, you're going to hear something completely different. And when you get home, you may talk to to somebody about what you heard tonight. They're going to look at you and say, what? That wasn't what I heard. Right, Brother Donnie, that's right. It's yours, individual. The Holy Spirit knows what each one of us needs. And so... Tonight, I want to encourage you, before we get into our text, though, I'd like to ask Sister Victoria to put Psalms 37.3 on the screen. Because tonight, if you and I are going to be able to do what God would have us to do, we've got to trust in the Lord. If we're going to keep on keeping on, look what it says. Trust in the Lord and do good. Now, that means to be able to do the good that God's called us to do, we're going to have to trust in Him. See, right now there's a lot of churches, there's a lot of Christians that's changing their agenda according to the economy. The economy didn't set the agenda, the Lord did. The Lord's your source, the Lord is my source. So to do good, we're going to have to trust in the Lord, amen? So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be... Fed. He's going to meet our needs. Amen. He's your source. Aren't you glad that little check we get is not the source? Come on. God's your source. Amen. Verse number five, Sister Victoria. This is just to lay a foundation. He said, commit thy way unto the Lord. Hey, you're here on a hot Sunday night. Come on, the day before a holiday, you could be laying up uh, in the shade, drinking something cool, enjoying yourself. But you said, no, I'm coming to the house of God. You've committed your way into the Lord, so you've got a promise. When you trust in Him, He shall bring it to pass. Come on, you're, the, the things that God has put in your heart, He's going to bring it to pass, amen? Because you're telling Him, not just in words, 
but in lifestyle, that you trust Him. Verse number 40, Sister Victoria, thank you so much. And the Lord shall help them. Come on, the Lord's going to, who's your helper? The Lord is your helper. Shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they what? We're going to keep keeping on because we trust in the Lord. There's evil out in the world. The devil has a plan against you and I. Come on, but you've got to deliver. You've got to hope, you've got to confidence tonight that you can trust in the Lord. So we're going to keep keeping on because we trust in the Lord. Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's read starting in verse 14 for a text. Let's read 14 through 17 uh, and uh, lay a foundation. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. When you're there, say amen. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man, any person, fell of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Verse 17, For you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, not a blessing, but the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Hallelujah. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for honoring the word. Um, and if you're struggling in, in situations and circumstances, reach out to your brothers and sisters. Reach out to somebody. God, uh, he, he'll help you. He'll bless you. He'll help you through not only himself, uh, but he'll, by his spirit, he'll give you a word. But also he'll bless you with your with your Christian brothers and sisters. You know, we need each other. Amen. And uh, don't struggle alone. Don't uh, try to carry the load because you can. Amen. But he will help you. All right. So tonight, I, 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 I want us to be in that place where we you, you remember those scriptures we read, those promises. If we'll trust in the Lord, if we'll keep doing what he's called us to do, he's going to empower us to be successful. Amen. You can't fail. I can't fail. I, I can stop. You know, but I, I, I don't want to stop. I, I want to keep on keeping on and doing what I need to do. So tonight we're going to look at birthright. We're going to look at believing and we're going to look at how we get God's best. We're going to look at these three points. Uh, and and uh, uh, as we end up back here, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But I want you to notice what he said there in verse 14. He said, follow peace with all men. Now, this word follow uh, is too weak. In the Greek, it means to pursue with everything that you've got. You know, we need to pursue peace. Well, Christ is our peace. He, uh, he he tore down that metal wall that separated us from God. And and he's he is that peace. And so I can have Christ in the midst of every one of my relationships. You can have Christ in the midst of every one of your relationships. But we got to pursue that. We got to we got to recognize and realize to keep keeping on. Uh, the devil's going to put obstacles in your path. He's going to put obstacles in my path. And one of those things is he's going to use people to discourage you, to aggravate you, to try to disappoint you. But no, we're just going to pursue peace. Well, we're going to say, Lord, what's your mind in this situation? Uh, what's your word in this situation? I'm not going to let anything stop me. But we're working our way to, to something. Just stay with me. Follow peace with all men and holiness, which no man shall see the Lord. Now, look what he says in verse 15. 
We got to make sure that we go by the grace. He said, looking diligently. See, hold that in your heart. You and I, this word looking diligently means that you're an overseer. You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. Some of you on your job, you're over certain, uh, you have certain tasks or you're over certain people. So you're an overseer. And so you, you, you know what that means in the natural. Well, how much more does that mean for us tonight in the spiritual? That, but you're an overseer. Stay with me. Look in diligence, lest any man, woman, boy or girl fail of the grace of God. So what he's talking about us being an overseer over is God's grace. That sounds so foreign to us. Not only does God give us grace, but he allows us to be the overseer of it. In other words, I can walk in just as much grace as I want to. I can receive just as much grace as I want to. I can understand by grace. I can pursue peace by grace. I can have victory by grace. If I'll just learn how to rest in this word, this this precious Bible, uh, than anything else. Amen? And, and so he's made me an overseer, so I need to be in that place where I'm looking of this grace. He said, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Now the same word here, Greek word where it says fail, is this word where... Remember what the Bible says in Romans 3.23? For all have sinned and come short. That's the same Greek word. It's translated short there. It's translated fail here. So, uh, in other words, if I don't oversee God's grace, guess what? The devil's going to steal, kill, and destroy. But if I'm overseeing, in other words, if I'm checking myself, the Bible says if I judge myself, I don't have to be judged. So I need to judge myself and, and see, am I applying Grace. Am I allowing grace to be the first and the final say in what I can do, what I can't do? Yes, because I'm going to keep keeping on, aren't you? By the grace of God. All right, now stay with me. He said, uh, uh, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. So see, if I, if I'm not pursuing this peace like I'm supposed to be, if I'm not overseeing my life with the grace of God, then I ultimately I will not keep keeping on because I'll become discouraged myself. And I'll become weak, I'll become uh, indecisive, I'll become uh, discouraged and all of these things. And so he said that you're going to have an opportunity every day to have a root of bitterness. Come on, I'm going to have an opportunity. You're going to have, people are going to do things. They're going to say things. And, and he said that, that this root of bitterness, it would spring up inside of you. Now what this means, it, it means to germinate and to grow, to take root and displace what? It's going to try to displace grace. God has a plan of grace for us with goodness. The devil has a plan for us with bitterness to try to push out of our lives what God's wanting to do for us. And so I've got to oversee some things. I've got to say, Spirit of God, I want this spiritual MRI on my heart. I, I want the I want the very X-ray by the Spirit of God to show me this situation. Is there some bitterness there? Is there is there a root there that's trying to to push out the goodness of God, the the grace of God, the power of God? Show it to me because see I. I want to live by that. Amen. All right. Now I'm just trying to lay this down in your heart. Um, now notice what he said there in, in verse 16. And we're going back to the Old Testament. Lest there be any fornicator or a profane person as Esau, which for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. So let's go look at Esau. Go with me to Genesis 25. And um, therefore it says that he sold his birthright. Uh, from the Greek it says that he gave it away. 
See, if you and I are not careful, if we're not overseeing the grace of God, what God has gave us, we will lose the value of it as we place it on something else and we'll give away what God's gave to us. Oh, it's important. It's very important tonight because there's a, there's a lot of battles that's going on in people's lives tonight in many different directions. And the devil's trying uh, to to put this this different roots in your life, in my life. So you got to hear tonight by these Holy Ghost headphones and, and let God encourage you. Tonight, he wants to build you up. Amen? All right. Now, I'm going to say some things and some of you are going to say, now, what's that got to do with it? Don't you worry about it. Okay, you just let it go on by because the person needs to hear it's going to hear it and it's going to help them. It's going to encourage them because you and I, we can spend so much time questioning why somebody says something that we miss what the Holy Ghost is trying to say to us. Amen. All right. Genesis 25. Let's start reading in verse 28. Now, tonight, you and I got to realize that there's some things that's messed up in our lives and some of it's my fault and some of it's not. Some of it's your fault, some of it's not. And so Esau, he sold, he gave away his birthright, but he was raised up in a messed up situation. How many has been raised up? Thank God for our moms and dads and all that. We love them and we're thankful for them. But there's some situations they weren't perfect in, we're not perfect in. Come on. And it just messed up. And so the devil wants to use those things if we don't stay in grace to cause a root of bitterness to displace what God wants to do. Where we sell out, we give up on God before we get the harvest. Amen? Are we together? All right. Verse 28, and Isaac loved Esau. Oh, that's so nice. Come on, daddy loves son. That's so nice, but wait a minute. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. Now that's messed up. That's messed up. He didn't love him because it's his son. He loves him because Isaac's carnal at this point in his life. Even though he's the child of the blessing, he's, his name means laughter, and he's the, the promise of God and all of those things. But he doesn't love him because of who he is. He loves him for what he does for him. Come on tonight, there's somebody needs to hear some things tonight. You're upset, you're hurt, because somebody's took advantage of you, and they just love you for what you're doing for them, what you have done for them in the past. Tonight's a night to let God take that root out of your heart, let the grace of God displace what uh, the devil means for harm, and let God put goodness in there. Amen? Let God bring healing and deliverance. I'm sorry for the things that you've went through. I'm sorry for those things that's happened, but I can't do anything about it. But the Holy Ghost is here to show Jesus to you and I, and he can do something. Amen? And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And this the way it is so many times. You, 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 you've got one parent that loves one child and one loves the other, and, the, and, there's, and there's competition there. It's not meant to be competition. And we're to have the kind of the love of God in our life. The love of God is that we love each other the same. Now, we all have different likes and opinions and all of those things, and, and that that's fine. We, we can do that. There's nothing wrong with that, but the, our love is supposed to be based on the Lord Jesus Christ, what He is represented of God the Father. And so, you and I, we're to love each other exactly the same. And so, here we see that in this household, as these uh, twins are being raised up, there's some problems. There's some situations. There's some circumstances. And so, 
I don't know about you, but we want our moms and dads, we want them to love us. Come on, we want to love our children and all of these things. So here you see this situation, you see this circumstance, and you see what uh, brought Esau to where he was at. Verse 29, uh, and Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. Now Esau, his name means rough and red. Okay, he's a rough man. He's he's hairy. He's he's rough. He uh, he he is a person of the world, and so he comes in out of the field. Now we got to take the Old Testament. Remember, the Old Testament uh, gives us some revelation, but the New Testament is it, it reveals what the Old Testament was talking about. Uh, and so, so what does that tell us? Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter thirteen, down about verse thirty-eight, that the field was the world. So Esau comes in out of the world and he comes into Jacob. Now we didn't know that God had promised that Jacob was going to be the firstborn, that Jacob was going to, because there was some situations, if you don't understand that there was an earth age before this one and you don't understand, uh, that there was uh, actions, uh, People with God and people against God, then you'll never, you'll think God's not fair, God's not just. That's why Romans tells us that God loved Jacob. There's reason behind that. God's not, uh, God's not an evil God. God's a good God. There's reasonings behind that. And there, you, we got to take the whole word of God to be able to, to rightly divide the word of God. So we understand all of those things, but yet still God gave uh, Esau, he had a hope for him. He had a confidence for him. He had a plan for him. And he could have followed the Lord if he wanted to. I can follow the Lord. Sometimes I don't. But that's not God's fault. And that doesn't mean that God doesn't have his best for me. It's just because I make bad decisions. Amen. So hold that in your heart. So he come in from the field. He come in from the world. And he was faint. Why was he faint? Because the world can't meet your needs. The world will not satisfy the world. Yes, there's Moses uh, talks about Moses in Egypt and all those things in the in the same book of Hebrews that we was reading earlier that there's pleasure in sin for a season. It's a short season. And then after that pleasure, then it don't matter how many times you participate in that sin. It doesn't how much you push that sin. It doesn't matter how much you elevate that sin. It's not the same. And, and, and that's what ends up killing us quicker and quicker because we try to get the same feeling, the same experience, and you'll never have it again. Amen. We know these things. All right. So uh, he, he he's faint and he comes in in verse uh, thirty. And Esau said to Jacob, "Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint." Therefore, his name. Uh, therefore was his name called Edom, was his name called Red. Uh, this is from the prime, even if you would, if you take it all the way back to Adam, because Adam was created out of the red clay, the, the dust of the earth, the red clay. And so what does this tell us? This is telling us that uh, Esau is faint from being out in the world, and he comes into Jacob, and he's carnal right now. He, he's walking in the flesh, and, and, and the only thing he's thinking about is, I've got to have something to eat. Come on. And, and so that's what the devil's doing right now. He's getting, trying to get the church on the economy. He's trying to get the church on, uh, the, all the turmoil and all the divisiveness and all of these things that we're seeing. No, we've got to keep our mind on the Lord. Amen. Because if we get to looking all around us, we're going to get faint. We're, we're going to get discouraged. We're going to get down and out. Now, all of these things is happening around us, but you and I were not of this world. 
Jesus is our government. Isaiah chapter 9. Come on. The government of the Lord. He's caring. It's on his shoulders. Our confidence, our trust is in him. And so we're going to pray for our leaders. We're going to pray for our nation. We're going to repent, repent, repent. Amen. But when it's all said and done, you and I, we're going home with the Lord. And if anybody else don't want to, that's their choice. Come on. But we're going to do what we can do. Right. Amen. All right. So here he is. He, he, he's he's in this weakened condition and he's he's walking in the in the flesh. Verse 31. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. Now, I understand this must needs be. This has to happen. But I, I sure wish Jacob could have done things just a little differently, don't you? Uh, but Jacob, we got to see him. This is before he becomes Israel. So Jacob means supplanter, means uh, deceiver. And, and so this is before he comes into that relationship uh, where he re- meets meets the Lord. He come on, he wrestles with the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ. We, we know what his destiny is, but this is before that. And so he's in a place right now where he, he's trying to get what has been promised to him, but he's going to get it in a natural way. When you get things in a natural way, even though they're from the Lord, there's consequences. Somebody just wait just a second. There's consequences. And so Jacob, he has to spend the next so many years of his life uh, in fear of his brother because what he's fixing to do right now. And, and, and yes, he got what had been promised to him, but there was torment. There was fear with it. Come on. The, the, the things of the Lord, he adds them unto you and I, and there's no torment. There's no fear. He wants to make you and I rich in the things of God, but make us at peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 32. And Esau, or uh, verse 31, Jacob said, send me thy, this day thy birthright. Verse 32, and Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? Verse 33. And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And swear, and he swore unto him, and he sold, he gave away his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up, and he went his way, and thus Esau despised his birthright. Now, you know, we read this and we think, man, that is so hard to, to grasp. But if we're not careful, we do the very same thing today. We get in a situation where we're in the flesh. We get in a situation where we're weak, where we're carnal. And, and, and the devil will, will show us something, though he doesn't show it with the eyes of the serpent. He shows it through the shining light of the cunning one. He shows it through deception. He throws it, shows it through a way that would cause you and I to think, well, there, that's, that, that's, not, that's not that bad. That, that, that'll still work. And, and, and if you and I are not careful, we'll reach out and we'll take. He, when the serpent gave the, the apple to, to Eve, quote unquote, we know better than that. But you know what I'm saying? When, when they partook of the forbidden fruit, come on, it didn't look like what they thought it was going to look like. And so you and I, we've got to be very cautious. And, and, and so here it is. He gave away. Now he had, uh, the, the double blessing. He had the double anointing. He had all of these things that was going to come by being the firstborn son. And he gave it away for a a bowl of beans, pot, pottage, lentils, whatever you want to call it, sod. He gave it away. I see. Let's think about that just for a second. 
God said, I've got the peace for you that passeth all understanding. But all you've got to do is think on these things. But yet, instead of me following the word of God, Philippians chapter 4, and rejoicing in the things of God and thinking on those things, if I'm thinking about the bad, come on, I'm giving away the peace of God. I'm giving away the promise of God. I'm giving away my joy because I'd rather think about what I'm dealing with, what I'm seeing in the natural. Come on, i got to keep keeping on. I can't quit. You can't quit tonight. You you, you got to make sure, you got to see that the devil wants to get some kind of germination, some kind of, he'll plant a seed and then he'll wait. I've got seed in my life that I didn't even know was there. And then all of a sudden he'll put something to it to sprout that out and it'll come out of my life and I go, I didn't even know the seed was there. Come on, he he knows what he's doing. He knows how to discourage us. He knows how to hinder us. And so we got to be very, very cautious. And, and so let, let's 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 get this in our heart. Now let's keep going in this in the in the chapter twenty six because you and I we've got to believe God. We've got a birthright, but we can't sell it out. In other words, the Bible's promised you salvation, right? Saving me, Jeremiah says, saving me, and I shall be saved. But he says, healing me and I shall be healed. Guess what? Healing is still here. Salvation is still here. Deliverance is still here. Victory is still here. Peace is still here. All of those things. Nothing's changed. And so I don't need to sell out my birthright. In other words, God's promised you that he blessed you with all spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1, 3. In heavenly places. Come on. You're blessed. The Bible says, whom God blesses, who can be Come on. So you and I, we can't sell out. We we can't quit. If we're not careful, we'll lay down our birthright and we'll say, well, uh, I could have this, but I'm not going to fight for it. I, I Just give me the, the pot of beans. Give me the littles. Give, give me the sod. I'll, I'll just suck on this. I'll step on this. No, we're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to have to hold on to what God's done for us. Amen. Trouble's coming, okay? But Jesus is the answer to all trouble. Trials, tribulations, temptations is coming. They're here. It's a part of this world. But Jesus said, be of good. Come on. John 16, 33. Okay. Genesis 26, 1. And there was a famine in the land. Boy, does this sound familiar. Come on, there's a famine in the land right now. And you know what started the famine? Amos 8 tells us there is a famine for hearing the word of God. That's what brings, see what we're seeing in the natural? That come because what happened in the spiritual. Everything you see in the natural first started in the spiritual. And so there is a famine for hearing the word of God, hearing the truth, and now we're having to deal with it here in the natural. So look what's fixing to happen. And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So Isaac is going to go through a situation just like Abraham. You're going to go through a situation just like Jesus. Come on. He was in all points tempted, yet without sin. But he's your answer to the sin. Amen. He's your answer to the situation. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Jair. Now, we've said it many times, but let me just reiterate it. Philistines, every time you see it in the Bible, it means to roll in the dust. 
It's a type of the devil. It's a type of the serpent because the serpent always rolled. Remember all the days of your life out of the mouth of God. He what he cursed him said you're going to be on your belly all the days of your life. And so the Philistines is a constant enemy to God's people. So there's going to be things that's going to crawl in the dust to you, to me, to try to get us to what? To go to GR without God's word. GR means rolling. In other words, uh, if you and I don't have a word from the Lord, we're going to be rolling in the dust just like the devil. But you've got a word from the Lord. Amen. You've got Jesus. Verse number two. And the Lord appeared unto him, unto Isaac, and he said, go not down unto Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Don't you love this? See, Abraham, uh, he made the mistake of not listening to God. You can read about it in, uh, in about 12 chapters before, 13 chapters, something like that. And so he got in a mess. But here God is saying, listen, you don't have to make the mistakes that your daddy made. Come on. I don't have to make the mistakes that my forefathers made. I can walk in victory. I can walk in peace. And don't matter what, I may have the same temptation. I may have the same trial. But God's going to talk to me. God's going to talk to you. Amen. He's going to have a word for you. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, so he, he revealed himself and he had a word. Go not down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Verse 3. Sojourn in this land. Notice, sojourn it means to dwell, dwell temporally. You and I, we are what? We are pilgrims. This is not our home. But we can be blessed while we're here. We are to be blessed to be a blessing. Amen. So he said, I, I want to, I want to reveal myself to you. I want to speak a word to you. I want you to sojourn. I want you to sojourn, dwell temporally in this land. Notice what he promises. And I will be with thee. What did Jesus say? Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel. Come on. He said, I'll be with you. How long? Always. Even unto the end of this earth age. Amen. So uh, the word is, yes, there's a famine all around us. But the God who owns it all said he was going to be with you. Amen. So you may have a famine in your life, but call on the God who owns it all. Come on, in the situation, there may be a famine of understanding, maybe a famine of hurt, a famine of heartache, whatever the famine might be, if you'll just see the Lord tonight and hear his word, he can take care of it. Amen. He said, I will be with thee and I will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give all of these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham, my father. Or thy father. So we can keep reading here, uh, but um, drop down to verse 6. Let's see how Isaac uh, responds to the word of the Lord. And Isaac dwelt in Gr. So in other words, he heard the word of the Lord. He saw the Lord. He heard the word of the Lord. And he said, okay, Lord, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to sojourn here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dwell temporarily right here in this place. Now, I want you to get this. Now, this is amazing. This is the middle of the devil's territory. This is the middle of the Philistine occupancy. That This is the middle of, 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 of their stronghold. And God gave him a promise. He said, I'm going to bless you in the middle of where the devil is. I'm going to bless you so much that it's going to make the whole nation jealous. 
Come on, the whole nation gets turned upside down because of the blessing of the Lord on Isaac. Come on, God wants to bless you so much. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to cause you, enable you to keep keeping on that the devil looks and he is just at his wit's end because he can't touch, he can't stop what God's doing in your life. Amen? You've got to believe that. Now drop down to verse 12. Now here's how you and I, if we really believe what God's saying to us, this is what we've got to do. We've got to take His Word and we've got to put it in our heart and we've got to speak it out and we've got to let it be active in our life. Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a prosperity preacher. I am, but I'm not like what you see on TV. So I'm not preaching this to get an offering. Okay? Listen to the Word of God. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land. (laughs) That's what you and I are doing. We're sowing in this land with the devil all around us. But we're sowing our love, our salvation, our deliverance, our victory. Yes, even our finances. And yes, our time, our energy, and our strength. We're sowing in this land. Now look what happens. Then Isaac sowed in that land. And he received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Come on, you and I, we've got to see that when we hear what God says, we do what he tells us to do. The blessing is on us. Come on, the blessing is on you. So what you've got to do, what I've got to do is when the devil shows us some little seed in our life that's trying to germinate and push out God's grace, we say no. No, God has blessed me. I'm doing what God told me to do. God told me to to put my arm around that person. God told me to smile at that person. God told me to say, bless you. God told me to tell them about Jesus. I did those things. And because I've done those things, I am blessed in this land. I am sowing in this land and I'm ready to reap a harvest. I'm going to reap from my God. has nothing to do with man. God may use man, but I'm not dependent upon man. I'm dependent upon the most high God. Amen. That's your source tonight. And so what you got to do is right now, there's some situations and some relationships uh, that, that, that they're, they're in trouble. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest with each other. They're in trouble. And so what you need to do, you need to ask the Lord, what seed do I need to sow for this relationship? Get your mind off completely about what you can do about that person. Stop praying about that person. Talk to the Lord and let him give you a whole new agenda. In the name of Jesus, let him take the eraser and wipe some things away. Because what you're doing, what I'm doing has not worked. And it's time to do something different. Amen. Let him show. Let him give you a fresh download from heaven and show you, show me what we need to sow. And when you sow, he promised here, you're going to have reap a hundredfold, which means what? You're going to reap something that is beyond understanding. Isn't that amazing? Look what happens when the Lord blesses you. Verse 13. And the man, Isaac, laughter, waxed great and went forward and grew until he become very great. God wants you to be big in this earth. He wants you to represent him in, in, in a mighty way. We we put our, like you was talking about, Brother Don, we put those blinders on. And, and we try to, to hold down God sometimes. You know, we need to expand our view of God and we need to expand the world's view of God. 
Amen. We, we need to allow them, allow them to see the impossible of God. The, the, with God, He takes these impossibilities and He shows us how through Jesus that all things are possible. He, he swallows up the lack. He swallows up uh, the the heartache, the division, all of those. All of those things, and He changes things for us. Verse 14, For He had possession of flocks, and possession of herds, and great store of servants. Now I want you to think about this just a minute. Now get this in your heart, and some of you will get it, some of it you'll have to wait. You've got to know that what God owns, He's made you a steward of. And, and, and you've got to take what God has made you a steward of. And a steward means that you use it uh, just exactly the way that you feel led to use it in. God's gave you authority. In other words, whatever God tells you to do, you can do it. Because when you do it, all of heaven is looking and they're not looking at you doing it. They're looking at the word of God that is in you, that has gave you the liberty, that has gave you the freedom, that has gave you the command, that has anointed you to do it. And all of heaven stands up in agreement with what God spoke in your heart. And when a heaven is in agreement with you, guess what? Hell is shuddering. Hell is shaking because they see that all the holy heavenly hosts, the holy angels are working with you. Amen. Because you're in alignment. You're in agreement with the word of God. And so you're shaking hell. You're stopping what the enemy means to do. So notice what you've got to see what you've got possession of. But also now don't get mad at me. But look what he said. He said he had possession of flocks, possession of herds and great store of servants. You need to honor those that God's put in your life. You don't own that person. You don't own your spouse. You don't own your children. Come on, you, you, you and I, we, we, we got, we're bought with a price. God owns us. Amen. But we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, but, but, uh, you're a blessing to me. I'm a blessing to you. We're a blessing to each other. We need to honor each other. The Bible says give honor where honor is due. Amen. And so we need to be in that place and we need to say, no, wait a minute. I, God's gave me some possessions, but he's gave me a great storehouse, a great storehouse to, to, that I can be encouraged by and that I can be an encouragement to. Amen. I can be a blessing to. They can be a blessing to me. We need to see that. And we need to pull out of that storehouse. And as we do that, you and I, we're causing God, the Most High God, we're ta- causing Jesus Christ to be exalted. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and the great store of servants in the Philistines, mark it down in your Bible, envied him. I wish we could continue. We don't have time, but you need to finish this chapter and just run around your house tonight, jumping up and down, praising God. Amen. But the devil is jealous of you. So many times he wants to bully us and think that, that all oh, he's got us. And that if we're not real careful, uh, that we, we, we're going to be saved, but we're just going to barely make it out of here. No, we're going out of here with a shout, without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. We're going out of here looking just like Jesus Christ. And we're going to take people to the left and the right and the front behind us with us. Amen. That's a fact. And, and so don't let him browbeat you in any way. You, you know that he is afraid of the Jesus Christ in you. Amen. So they're jealous. They're envious of what you have. So walk that out. Live that. So we see here uh, what what uh, happened to Esau. We see how Isaac 
set a parameter, uh, the, the, being the daddy here, we see these two contrast. And, and, and so even though uh, uh, he didn't do everything right, guess what? I'm not going to do everything right, but God can still use me. Amen. God can still use you. Now let's go back uh, to the book of Hebrews. And let's see how we can have God's best. I want God's best, don't you? Now bear with me. And let's start reading, if you would, in verse number 6. Hebrews 12 and 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son, every child whom he receiveth. Aren't you glad? God corrects us. He corrects us in love. He, he shows us the truth. This scourging is not with the, uh, with what Jesus had to endure, but it's with the Holy Spirit bringing the Word of God into our heart. It's opening up our blind eyes. Uh, that, that, that part of my heart that has hardness in it. The Spirit of God just does a spiritual circumcision and cuts that away where I can feel the truth. He, he takes, just like he touched Paul uh, through uh, Ananias there and the scales fell off of Paul's eyes. That's what he wants to do to you and I tonight. He wants to cause the scales to fall off where we can see the truth. Amen? But he's we've got to, be, to have his best. We've got to accept it and receive it. Verse 7. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with Sons, as you know, children. For what son is he whom the father chasteth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. God, that's how we know that we're children of God. You know, I, 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 I heard the story that was so sad. This this man, he was, uh, he got saved and got called to preach at a very young age, and and and. Uh, uh, he didn't have a lot of background, but he did have the Holy Ghost, and he was learning as he was he was moving on. But he he messed up. He, everybody ever messed up? Come on! I, I, and so he messed up, and he let the devil convince him because he messed up that he couldn't do what God called him to do. And so for forty years, forty years, he pulled away from his call, and he just lived his life. And then uh, after that 40 year time period, finally, his wife got him back into church and, and, he, and he sat there in church. And, and after the service, he was talking at the altar to, to uh, some of the ministers that were there. And he said, I don't understand. He said, if, 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 if I couldn't live it, you know, God called me to do this, but I couldn't live it. But yet for 40 years, he said, I just had this conviction in my life. And they said, that's God's love. God wouldn't let you go. He was, he was telling you. He said, but if I couldn't live it, I couldn't preach it. If I couldn't preach it, I couldn't live it. See, what, how the devil had him all messed up. But see, chastisement shows you that God truly loves you. If God's not dealing with you, get afraid. But if God's dealing with you, that reveals to you how much he loves you and how much he wants to minister to you. All right, drop down to um, verse 10. For verily after a few days, chasing us after their own pleasure, talking about our earthly dads, but he for our profit. God wants to make you and I what he would have us to be, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now notice what happens. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but it's grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So when God corrects us, when we accept that correction, see, I, you know, I, there were certain sins in my life that, that were so strong 
And I didn't realize until just one one day the Spirit of God just spoke to me so clear. And, and he said, do you realize when you pick that sin that you're laying me down and you're picking that up? You're rejecting me and receiving that. And I thought, oh, dear God. I never saw it that way before. I never saw that I was actually rejecting Jesus for this sin. Okay, I know that sounds stupid, but I'm just being honest with you. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't realize that because why? Because the the devil comes to us in a way that is so cunning, so deceptive. but, but, But the Spirit of God is a word that will give you encouragement, but it'll cut through all that deception and it'll give you hope. Now, look what we're supposed to do when we come to this place of hope. Uh, Stay with me now. Verse number 12. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. So you and I, because we we have a birthright and we're not going to sell it out because we're in the place where we're we're receiving... um, that God's best, because we're, 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 we're receiving this correction, this unction, you and I, we have the ability and we have the opportunity, we have the responsibility to lift up those situations that's going down around us. See, the devil wants us to think you don't have time or you don't have the knowledge or you don't have the ability or you don't have that call. No, this is written to all Christians. It's not just written to somebody in the ministry. It's not just written to, to a few here or a few there. It's written to the whole body of Christ. And notice what he said. He said, because you're under this place of chastisement, how many received correction from the Lord? Okay, this is written to you then. Everybody that has received correction from the Lord, this is written to you, this is written to me. And so we have to respond to it or we'll fail of that grace. He said, wherefore, lift up, the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Now, I want you to, to, to get this in your heart. Hold your place here and go with me to, to Luke 13. We've preached on this many times, but I, I want you to see the same word here lifted up that is translated uh, in the Gospel of Luke. Let's, let, let me just read it, okay? Let's start in verse 10. No, for, notice what he said. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down. Uh, Luke 13, 10. And he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, verse 11. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Notice this. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight. That made straight, that's the same word, lift up. Right here that we read, lift up the hands which hang down. And he, he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. Now, now notice this. She's in the church. Just because you're a believer don't mean you're not going to have problems. Just because I'm a believer don't mean that we're not, I'm not going to have problems. She's in the church and she's bowed over and she's been that way for 18 years. And as we've talked before, you know it, but the number 18 means bondage. So she's in bondage to the devil and it's not natural. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of infirmity. But I want you to be encouraged and I notice Jesus said, woman, verse 12, woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. Now, he spoke that, nothing changed. 
See, so many of the, the, you read the Bible. I read the Bible. The Holy Ghost brings a verse to us and we get so excited. We know it's true. And, and we're, we're looking for an instantaneous change. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it don't. God's sovereign. He knows what we need, what we don't need. I don't understand all that, but I trust Him. Come on, you trust Him. So, the, the, so it'd be like you open up the Bible and it says, by His stripes, 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes I was healed. Well, I've got some problems. But the Bible says, by his stripes I was healed. So it'd be just like this woman here. She heard Jesus say, woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. So that would be like her reading the word or, or hearing the Holy Ghost speak a word to her like you and I here today. But what did Jesus have to do? Verse 13. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight. She was lifted up and she glorified God. So you and I, we've got to hear the word, but we've got to let the word touch us. It's not just what we hear, it's what we take in, in here in our heart and let the Lord touch us. And when, when the Word, when the Lord Jesus, the Word, when the Word touches us, what we've heard with obedience, because we sow it, it's going to come to pass. In other words, don't be discouraged because some of you have been believing for some things and it hasn't happened. That doesn't mean that God has left you out or forgot about you. God's left me out or forgot about me. No, we're just in that place where, where, where we're coming into the fruition and the plan of God. Amen? Okay, let's go back to uh, Hebrews twelve twelve. Wherefore, lift up. The hands which hang down and the feeble knees. We won't turn there, but you need to read Luke 5 uh, about the feeble knees. And, uh, but we won't have time for that. But verse 13, uh, Hebrews 13, uh, 12, 13. And make straight paths for your feet. My, my, my. Now, if he commands me to make straight paths for my feet, that means more than likely I'm not. Because he wouldn't tell me to do something that I was doing it because that would be redundant. And our God's not redundant. That would be stupid. So I need to step back and I need to say, wait a minute. He said I need to be chastened about some things. I need to let him chasten me. I need to let him correct me. He doesn't discourage he gives hope, he gives confidence, and show me some areas that I'm not walking straight in. See, any area that I crook just a little bit, it gives the devil victory, it gives the devil strength, it gives the devil power in my life. Opportunity, brother David, that's right. Neither give place, neither give spot, neither give opportunity, Ephesians 4, 27, to the devil. So I, I, if I'll just hear him, that doesn't mean he's mad at me. That means he loves me and he wants to give me a word where I tonight, I can hear and I can do something different. I can keep keeping on. See, this is how I can not be wore out. The devil's plan is to wear out the saints, right? And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed. All right, so that means that uh, I may be in a place in a situation where I don't even realize that I'm lame in that area. 
Come on, I'm walking in other areas in my life, but I have to hear the word of God. When I hear the word of God, it brings a revelation and it shows me, hey, I'm limping in this area. I'm not walking in victory in this area. I'm not walking in security in this area. I'm not walking to the level that God would have. Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. Look, let's look at an example. Remember the, the man at Lystra? Paul is preaching the gospel. Um, look at verse 7, uh, uh, Acts 14, verse number 7. And there they preached the gospel, verse 8. And there said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet. He's lame. This is what, this is the same word. This, this, this connotation of this verse matches up with that verse that uh, Paul's writing about in Hebrews. And there said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple for how long? From his mother's womb, who had never walked. Now, uh, what we've got to see is that when you and I get saved, we start walking the walk of faith. We, we're like, and we're as a newborn babe, the Bible says. And so we start learning how to walk in the Lord. And so this man had never walked before. And so he's heard, he's hearing this gospel. Remember verse seven, it says there they preached the gospel. Verse nine, the same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So notice what's happened here. Paul is, he's preaching the gospel and he looks at this man. And as he looks at this man, he sees that he is in a lame situation. And when Paul looks at him, he realizes the discerning of spirits has come upon him. He realizes that there's faith there because why? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And all of a sudden, he realizes this man has received the word. He's let Jesus touch him. Correction has come into his life. And and all of a sudden, uh, what Paul is talking about in the book of Hebrews, he's talking about it from reality. Amen? Because he knows what he's talking about. Uh, The same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. He got the faith from what? From the word, right? Here in the word. Verse 10, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. Notice what happens. And he leaped and he walked. Come on. That, that's what Jesus wants to do to us tonight. He wants to speak the word in our life and he wants us to receive correction. He wants us to, to, to receive healing where we may be, uh, delivered. Now let's let go back to, to, to Hebrews. Let's make sure that we understand it. This is the command now. He said, verse 12, wherefore lift up hands which hang down in the feeble knees, verse 13, and make straight paths for your feet. So we need to start with ourselves. When we hear the gospel, if there's any area in my life that I'm not walking out, I can stand up and jump. I can leap to my feet when I hear the gospel, when I hear the good news. The good news is that you are 
free. The good news is that you are delivered. The good news is that if God be for you, who can be against you? The good news is nothing can separate you from the love of God. The good news is that you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony and you love not your life unto death. Come on, that's the good news. The good news is that everything Jesus promised, He fulfilled it, He completed it, and He dropped it into your life when you got born again. Come on, you got to walk it out. we got to keep keeping on. Amen? And so you say, well, I've never walked in this area before. Neither at this man in Lystra. But he leaped and he ran. Come on, you and I, that's what we can do. We can run into some new things. Okay. Uh, and let, me, let me reread it and we're going to close. I'm going to close with Psalms 91. And straight paths for your, make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. So I, I, I need to see that if I will make my path straight, and this is what this is all about. Esau, he turned many people out of the way. You and I, as many as Esau turned out of the way, you and I, we can turn into the way because we're, we're, you, you're an example. You're a, a revelation. You're a, 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 a light bearer. You're a truth carrier. You're a, 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 a sword toter. Amen. That's who you are. And so we need to be in that place, in that position. But to do those things, we've got to trust in the Lord. So let's close with the first three verses of Psalms 91. You, you know them very well. But I want you to, to get it in your heart in the context of what we're talking about tonight. Psalms 91.1 He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we know that. that but look at what your role, what my role is. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord. Come on. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. See, you've got to say it. It doesn't matter what God is to somebody else. It doesn't matter what God is just by Him being who He is, sovereign. Who is God to you? If I'm going to keep keeping on tonight, I've got to know who God is to me. I've got to put my trust in the Lord. And if I, and if I need to speak it out of my own life, right now there's a lot of things going on. But tonight, with these headphones, you can hear what you need to hear, and you can speak who God is to you in this situation. And look what the promise is. Verse 3, surely, this is a fact, he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Doesn't matter what the devil has planned, Jesus is the deliverer. Come on, Jesus is your deliverer, amen? You're confident. So I'm going to keep keeping on. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to do what he said. I'm just going to start where I'm at in the Lord. And I'm going to let him reveal some things. Let him speak some things. And I know that as long as I am walking that out, it's going to come to pass. Amen. I want to close with this thought. This is a true story. Uh, there's a PGA golfer. Uh, his... Uh, His name is George something, and I just lost his last name. I'll have to get with you later. I can't think of his last name right off the top of my head. Um, but anyway, he he he, uh, he died at the age of 65, and he was he, he turned a pro golfer in 1964, and he he was uh, in the PGA there for about 30 years. He won 13 championships, including the Masters in 1969. But see, 
that was that that's that was his heart was to play golf. And no, that's what and 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 he kept on kept on playing golf because that's what he wanted to do. But the reason why I'm sharing this with you was there was a, a a thing about him that nobody knew but his wife and his children. And the thing was that he had some kind of severe learning disability, and the only thing he could write was his name. That's it. He could write his name. He couldn't even. It, it had to be a simple sentence like. Uh, uh, the, the the tractor is red before he could even read because of this severe learning disability. But he used his uh, heart for golf uh, to 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 be able to to put back money, and, and him and his family they put back money. And he he wondered what he was going to do uh, when he had to retire. They asked him, said, "What are you going to do when you retire from golf?" He said, "I don't know." He said, you know, when, when other, uh, when football players retire, they play golf. When basketball players retire, they play golf. He said, I don't know what golf, but when they retire, what they're going to do. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. But he come down with lymphoma and, and, uh, the, and he, he died of this cancer. But the thing of it was, the very last thing he did was play a round of golf with his wife because that's, that's what he did. He kept on, kept it on. But the, what, what they started the moment he died was, because it was a plan, was that all of this money that he had stored up, they was going to use it to educate uh, children in these severe learning disabilities. So they started a 501c3 uh, program to get this money uh, to, to, to reach all the children that, uh, that they possibly could. And so he died and went on to heaven. But his work... Because his heart was for golf, but his heart was to make money. See, you and I, we think if somebody's just doing something, if it ain't behind the pulpit, it's not God. No, no. Everything that people do uh, in their job, in their in their desires, come on. When God's first, it's for God. And, and so, all of those things. Now, there's there's children uh, that are still being taught to this day, and so he's keeping on, even though he's in heaven. Tonight, you can keep on in your prayer. You can keep on in, in the very heart's desire. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be defeated in any way because you've got the greater one with you. And your works, Revelation 19 tells us, that's the only thing that's going to follow you to heaven. Everything else is going to burn up. But those right, those works, those righteous deeds, those equitable deeds in the, in the Greek, they're going to go with you. And it may be a lot of people. Think about it. So keep keeping on. Tonight, let, let, let's do what he said. Let, let, let's let him correct us in some things. And, and, and let's make our paths straight. Let, let, let's lift up those hands that are hanging down. Let's strengthen those weak knees. Come on, those that are lame, that are being turned out of the way. Let, let's say, Lord, here I am. Let, let's, let's do what God's called us to do, even at a greater level, even though it looks like it's impossible. It's not impossible with him. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful group of people. I thank you for the heart's desire that you have placed in them to be able to serve you and to walk with you. Lord, I ask right now that as each one of them has made a uh, a public confession of putting on those headphones, that they would hear tonight what you would have for them, the very words that would help them in their situation. Because as this message went out into many different situations and many different circumstances, many different needs, Lord, let them hear by the Spirit of God 
what they need to be encouraged, to be strengthened, to be able to do what you've enabled, empowered, what you've anointed them from the foundation of the world to do. Let it be so clear and so strong in their lives. Oh, we'll be quick to praise you for it. Help us boldly run to the throne of grace. Help us to receive what you'd have for us tonight. Oh, we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Let it be. Hallelujah. Would you come tonight? Let us pray with you. Say, Lord, here I am. I, 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 I see some lamb areas in my life. I see some areas that I would love to be corrected in in my life. Would, would, would you just meet me there? And, and of course, he's calling you to that place. He's done there, made a place for you where your knees will just fit perfectly in the, in the very altar of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Don't let one person leave here, Lord, without hearing what you would have for them. Oh, let it be. I praise you, Lord. I magnify your name. Lift your name on high. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. 